What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> so confused. You're not on Facebook. Yeah, I am on Facebook. You know I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because Facebook really wants us to be friends. He's in my Decline. number one in my suggested Decline. friends every time I log into Facebook. Oh. I blame you. Me? Yeah. We're not It's because we're friends on. Really? We're associates. I didn't know that he was. No, I didn't mean actually, but I meant, <laughs> like, I meant like on Facebook. Oh, I consider I you to be my friend. I think we're friends. Yeah. Got a pretty good relationship. Yeah. You probably shared a lot of secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Are we friends? I don't know. No, definitely no. not. Yeah. Strictly I, business. As long as we're clear on that. Yeah. Daniel I, and I, I don't are think you would. Either. I think we're friends. Sure, we can be friends. Okay. But I'm certainly not friends with Jalen. Why? <laughs> You'll get to a point. You can wonder. I now. think. I think. Me. I think. I became friends with Debbie pretty recently. Sure. I yeah. can see that. I think probably in the past like six months, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think like once I'm not only coaching. Yeah. Because we also have a lot of conversations like. Yeah. Because of the podcast and stuff. Yeah. Just the podcast. I mean, we also talk a lot of shit. Uh, uh, We're not allowed to swear on the podcast, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a test. <laughs> a <laughs> you test? You did miss a couple on the last episode. Oh, I did? Yeah, what did I did. miss? It was one of the words you missed. When? When you said it. The, la- the most recent one, the one yeah. that came out Thursday? Yeah. With yeah. Robert? Yeah. Robert Hawkins? <laughs> Robert L. When Hawkins. did I say shit? It was in the beginning, because I only listened to like the first chunk of it, but there was one in there that, that was not bleeped out. I bleeped out your shit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you should have bleeped me the entire time. I was like on one. <sighs> Do we want to officially start this one or have we already officially started it? Yes. We're just going to. Okay. All right. Well, deep breath, everybody. I love that you actually did that. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Casting Light. It's a podcast put on by Guiding Light. I'm Debbie. I'm your host. Daniel is not with us today, so we've got Doug. Hi. <laughs> and we have our guest. I'm Jalen. Nice to meet y'all. Yeah. Okay, cool. So nice normally... Nice to meet you all. <laughs> <laughs> normally, Daniel asks here. a weird question. Should I ask a weird question? I mean, you can ask a weird question if you want. I mean, he's usually asking the guest. Is but... TikTok real or fake? <laughs> Are you asking in terms of does it actually exist? I know your yes. answer, but is, I'm asking our <laughs> listeners: Are they real? All right, we'll, t- get a, we'll get a poll going. <laughs> yeah, that's we need is to figure this be, out. Uh, is TikTok real notes. or fake? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm just show gonna, it's gonna be really somewhere funny. in this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Daniel really likes pointing at things on the screen. Uh, uh, we're already missing him today. I know. Yeah. It sucks that like we need him. I wouldn't say we need him. Calm down. All right. That's too strong. <laughs> All right. I mean, you say what you want, but. That's true. We do miss Daniel when he's not here, but mm. we have Jalen today, so it'll be okay. Subpar. <laughs> Is that humility? We can talk about humi- humility. I no, because like I like I understand <laughs> humility, but like talking about it gets a little difficult sometimes. Well, it's like your first instinct is to be like subpar, and it's like is that because I struggle with this? Yeah, and it's like is that being humble, 
like is there a is it like where's the line to separate between when i'm like putting myself down and when i'm actually trying to be humble you know what i mean i feel like i'm trying to be humble because like i could be like yeah like i might be better than daniel on the podcast and uh-huh. you guys just don't know it yet but uh-huh. i'm just subpar i'm a feeling well we'll see <laughs> you might be better hey you might you never know see you, i have very you might have a new third mic here this. i guess what about humility and mm-hmm. humbleness i know you do <laughs> oh boy ouch again today i didn't mean anything negative by that <laughs> i said earlier i have strong opinions and doug was like yeah i know oh we know <laughs> yeah i think we both know yeah. i didn't mean it in any particular way you know it's fine you can, I just, you can tell like when something irritates you because you'll get this like look in your face and you're like i'm like oh, i shouldn't have never said that and then you just come yeah out with i something. can't control this face I know. at all yeah no it's like like this yeah (laughs) like you you know she's gonna come back with something you just gotta sit there and just shut up she's just waiting for you to stop talking the truth eye it gets a little squinty and it's like i don't know so i think one of the weird things about like uh one of the interesting things about this episode is that um debbie is both jalen's life coach and she's also my life coach Mm because we both went through the Guidelight Recovery Program. Jalen, do you want to tell us a bit about what the Guidelight Recovery Program is? Yeah, because you're from, staff now. Yeah. Woo-hoo. What's your elevator what's your, speech? Yeah, what's your story? About what's what story? Guiding Light is? Sure. How did this happen? <laughs> Me getting here? Happen? Yeah. How did it happen from when we met at Pine Rest? And Well, I was in Pine Rest for 30 days, and I was like trying to figure out where I was going to go. Is either going to be sober living because I thought I had it all figured out? Sure. Or, like, I talked to my case manager, and I was like, like, is there any other, like, longer-term treatment facilities that I can go to? She was like, well, wh- what about Guiding Light? And I'm like, what is Guiding Light? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, you know, they come to the meetings and stuff like that, and that was yeah. the first time I met you mm-hmm. and a couple other people. And I was, you know, it looked like a ragtag team that came in, yeah. so I kind of was nervous yeah. about it. But I called. I, called. I, thought, I bet we looked good. No. No. <laughs> No. I didn't. What, you remember what I told you when I first seen you? Yeah, I don't. You looked like you was angry at the world. Sure, but oh. like I don't think I dressed bad. No, I was probably wearing sweatpants. though, honestly, sweatpants, I probably, yeah. sweatpants, and a tank top. <laughs> yeah, oh, goodness. that's probably true. Sweat, sweat. Uh, yeah, right, sweat. Enough. But uh, yeah, that is a little riff raffy. Well, whatever. Screw them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I called in. Um, they told me I couldn't come at first because I had a court case going on. And then I oh. called back probably about two weeks later and told them I had got it all figured out. And they were like, okay, like come in. So I came in on a Friday. But before I came in, I had to get Taco Bell because the new nacho fries came out. Ugh, every time. I had to get Immediately. like, I got like three of them, smashed them on the way here, came in. Side note on the nacho fries really quick. Do you get just nacho fries or do you get the nachos bel grande and have fries in it? Well, I don't like the nacho bel grande. What? Why? I got a a Crunchwrap Supreme. No, but you get like, instead of chips, it's fries. And then it's all the nacho stuff on top of it. No, I never thought about doing that. It's delicious. Sounds super expensive for Taco Bell. No. I don't think so. I don't remember how much it costs because I just nine dollars put everything together and call it a day. Nine dollars. It's an aside. It's really important. Okay. Try it. 
Next time the nacho fries come back, because we all know they're going to, do it and record back. Yeah, they just need fries. to bring potatoes back permanently to their menu. For real. Like, I don't know why they keep taking it away. I feel like it's not good anymore. Uh, like their breakfast false menu? scarcity. Just their whole menu. They oh. took potatoes away. Yeah, like the little cup of potatoes with cheese and sour cream on it. I haven't had Taco Bell in a long time. Ooh, Taco Bell. I live a block from a Taco Bell, so... I have That's it the way first too place often. I tried Baja Blast Mountain Dew. I do love Baja Blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they make it in a slushy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good too. And look, the cinnamon, like the cinnamon rolls. They I have, do love those. I love the, the cinnamon, cinnamon twists. Delights. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. not the twist ones. Oh, okay. It's like cinnamon. It's like donut holes, but cinnabon. Oh, I don't know. You know those? Yeah. You know the cinnamon, like the cinnamon twist or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Those are noodles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I never knew that. Wait, they're actually noodles, though? Like, they're noodles. Well, you know They deep fry them? Yeah. And like, oh. You know the little wagon wheel things at Meijer? Yes. Those you deep fry, and it's like a chip. It's a Hispanic, I think. Is that what you're supposed to do with wagon wheels? Yeah. You're supposed to deep fry them? Yeah. I almost made some macaroni and cheese with those once. Don't do it. I don't know what'll happen, but... I don't know. They look weird so they, they look like they taste good you know what i mean <laughs> they do like some stuff well, tastes good because of the way they look like yeah. that's why i like shells so much mm, yes i agree well that's because they hold the correct amount of cheese maybe but i think it's also a mind thing this is foodie corner again it's velveta isn't it velveta <laughs> it is. i love velveta shells velveta is good we talked about that i know and a, lot, a lot of people don't before. think velveta is a good cheese and well, I wouldn't call it People cheese. are entitled to their opinions, but... I feel like people that like Kraft mac and cheese are like... I don't like Serial killers, bro. Yeah, like I, don't, yeah. I don't like... If I'm going to have fake mac and cheese, it's going to be Velveeta yeah. fake mac okay. and cheese. But I wouldn't call it cheese. Processed Okay. Cheese. Yeah, it's like a cheese product. But I, mean, I wouldn't say it's cheese. If, <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, one of those enough. things where like, if you go in knowing what you're getting, it's great. But you have to know what what you're getting is not. It's I don't like, like Kraft cheese. mac and cheese. I don't like the box with the powder that you make with milk. And, and you stuff. get jib. Yeah. They barely give you any noodles in there. What's the word? Uh, when uh, the prices go up and the and the size gets smaller, there's a word for it. Oh, I don't know. Okay. A marketing lies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sorry, back to your story. Huge I just had segue. to talk about the nachos, the nacho <laughs> fries. Know, oh, because so, you got nacho fries, and then so you, you came here. Out. Yeah, I came here. Cool. Did my little intake. Cool. I was really mm. upset about giving my phone up because I just got a brand new phone. Mm. Did not want to do that. But then he said I get my phone back after a month. I was like, all right, that's cool. Come to find out, it was just a landline that I got to use, and not my actual cell phone. Um. The point is, is like, so you went to the, you came to Guiding Light because there's, and I am also, I also did this like two years ago though. Um, so Guiding Light is a, a four month inpatient substance abuse treatment program that doesn't, um, that's provided at no financial cost to clients. And, um, it's something I took advantage of. It's something Jalen took advantage of. It's something a lot of, uh, a lot of people have taken advantage of a lot of the guests that we've had on the show. Um, but part of the, part of the process is that you, um, so you're here for four months, you see a therapist, you see spiritual directors, you see a bunch of other people, but you also see a life coach. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of your four months, you start working and, um, 
if people are interested and they can click the link in the show notes about finding out more about uh, what guiding light is, but you, but then you get, uh, you get a life coach after you kind of start working and move out of here. And, um, and Debbie is one of those life coaches. So it's just interesting because Debbie is Jalen's life coach right now. And mm-hmm. she is also mine. Me and her still meet every once in a while. I call her to my friends. I say that she's my therapist. Cause I don't, cause the word life coach is weird to me. Sure. Like, I don't like yeah. telling people that I have a life coach. Really? No. It's actually Why? a pretty good look. I know. Why? Really? What's the sort of guy? Aversion life to life coach. I like. I like the look of having a therapist. No, see, like life coach to me is like someone that kind of like opens up your brain a little bit. Is like pushing yeah. you to be better. Sure. Like setting goals. Yeah. Like which is you. true. Do you think this is a generational thing? What do you mean? Because what's interesting is I also feel very weird about calling myself a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I stray from calling myself a therapist because I'm mm-hmm. not licensed. Right. Um, but I also feel kind of like, like, I don't know, I have all the training and background to be a therapist. And mm-hmm. I feel like life coach is kind of like very distinctly not therapy. But I have a therapist right now. And the things that we're working on are like very similar to the things that I work on with my clients. So the line is kind of gray, Mm -hmm. right? But it's very interesting that you, Jalen has like a very open idea of what, of life coach. Mm -hmm. And then we are kind of like, I I think I, well, I think so growing up, we like, there was no such thing as a life coach. Yeah. So, so therapy was really a pretty big all encompassing word. Yes. And so for me, like I do consider like meeting with you to be, I see the benefits of it as when I hear people talk about the benefits of seeing their therapist, mm-hmm. I see parallels to that. Yeah. You know, um, cause I think a therapist should be somebody who helps you meet your goals and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like well, I feel like you do do what a therapist is supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know. I've had bad experiences with therapists too. Sure. You know, um, it's interesting I think too, because what therapy is and and what therapists do i think has also shifted a lot probably right um because like there was a time where i am very dynamic i guess like i'll tell you if you're wrong yeah all the time <laughs> and call you out on stuff yep and that's kind of not something that therapy was supposed to be for a long time it's always supposed to be very client directive and and they don't challenge you but like my therapist challenges me all the time mm-hmm. I guess like Sometimes. when I think about <laughs> it's not only you. <laughs> when I when I think about a therapist, I just like think about someone who's like like older than 40, 50 years mm-hmm. old, right? Mm-hmm. Like got glasses, like sitting there taking notes, just mm-hmm. like listen to you and like mm-hmm. cosign your bullshit. Mm-hmm. But like as you can see, Debbie doesn't cosign <laughs> none of the bullshit that you say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like I call Debbie LC Life Coach. Mm-hmm. That's like her contact in my phone, LC. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Cause like I don't know, I just <laughs> I guess like I guess like growing up, like I've heard things about like life coaches, like business coaches, yeah. like things like that. So it's like a coach is somebody that is your mentor that kind of pushes you to be that much better. Yeah. And I think that's what life coaching is. Yeah. I do think that that it's definitely well, a generational thing. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say that kind of answers my question because yeah. coaching was not a thing for millennials growing yeah. up. Like we didn't, I mean, I guess kind of, but it was always like, 
I also Except think for like Coach Klein. Sure. You know, her <laughs> football coach. Right. You know, I think it is interesting to this like, I mean, it's a very appropriate topic right now, like higher education and credentialing and, you know, all of that was such a big part of the culture for us. And I think Gen Z, especially, a lot of that is shifting. Like you can use your lived experiences and still be effective. I think you have to honor your limitations when you're doing that. Like part of the reason why I don't call myself a therapist is because I, I'm not licensed in social work. So I cannot like bill insurance as a therapist or anything like that. But what I actually do is very similar. I can see that. Therapist corner. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think this is probably the most uh, insight that we've ever given everybody on the podcast of like what actually happens behind the scenes. Of yeah. Guiding light. Yeah. I can imagine. It's cool. Yeah. I, I can imagine that uh, like like what like what are we always kind of half alluding to you right. know what i mean but yeah. we never really explain what that is no i don't think we've ever really had a an episode where we really went into like what happens here yeah. in those four months so i what came to doing? yeah like i came to guiding light i was in um <clears throat> you know i've been an alcoholic for you know most of my adult all of my adult life um <clears throat> and I pretty much just didn't have any options left and I found myself actually, you know, it's so weird when I met you. Um, that's the exact same. That's like, it's just so weird that like, that's the exact same detox that I was in before I came here. Um, we were meant to be together. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, like it's, it's weird, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Is there it okay? Is it okay that we, that we say that you asked me to sponsor you? Yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You know, like, um, I remember when you did and it was kind of like, Dude. No, not that. Stop swearing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> my bad. We're gonna start um, slapping your wrist. No, your definitely table. not. But I think when anybody ever asks me to sponsor them, it's kind of like, ah, this is work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all. I'm always a little reluctant. But then it's like, um, well, you. Everything happens for a reason. You kind of. Okay. Well, this what? is where the lines get blurry <laughs> because I am your coach. Yeah. We had a lot of conversations about you sponsoring before you did. Before I even started sponsoring anybody? Yeah. Because you, you had some like apprehension to going there. And what was my apprehension? That you had anything to offer. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's not his. How far I've come from this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember those conversations? No, I definitely don't. I forget that we've been seeing each other for like two years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. You have grown a lot. It's kind of Thank interesting you. that you've forgotten all of these things. I have, yeah. Because <laughs> we definitely had like the first time that somebody mentioned you sponsoring someone, and it might have been your sponsor. I can't remember exactly who first brought that up. I'm sure it was him. Um, but when you first started talking about, you were just like, no. And I remember us having conversations about like, well, why wouldn't you? Right. And you've come a long way. Like you really. It's really surprising that I even like ever had any apprehension about it. I know. Because I consider it to be so important now. Uh huh. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Because well, remember, maybe you don't, but we talked about sometimes the best way to learn something and like really solidify a lesson is to teach it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that because mm-hmm. you were like, I don't really know if I have a handle on me enough to like guide someone else. I still don't. Right. Yeah. 
there's that humble the humility thing we were just talking about right yeah like did i actually mean that i still don't i think i kind of do actually have a pretty good handle on who i am now yeah you know um where does that instinct come from for me to instantly be like "Ah, i I don't you know am i trying to be funny when i say that or am i just like am i like um am i trying to make it like not set too high of an expectation for myself do i still have that instinct you know what i mean are you asking no i'm just kind of speaking out thinking out (laughs) loud you know I think it it happens for a lot of reasons. And it's also interesting, like we have a lot of conversations and you kind of sometimes waffle between like making grandiose statements sometimes and then this like tendency to- Undercut it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing. Like I talk a real big game. I always joke about how, because they work with other coaches. Daniel is one of the life coaches that the guys work with when they're in the program. And I always joke that at some point they have to upgrade. And that's when they work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but at the same time that I say that, I also will tell other people like, oh, you know, like I just do my best. Like I'm definitely not a therapist. I'm definitely not, you know, like there's this like thread of sometimes speaking way higher of myself and then sometimes like really downplaying. Well, I, do. I don't want to say that like the life coaching thing is more important than working with a a sponsor i think when you're going through at least the program here um but i think it's something that's completely i think the stuff like you and i have worked on or you work on with clients is something that's really something that's like not addressed and like just because i'm a huge proponent of 12-step stuff mm-hmm. you know obviously um but the whole the whole thing of like living like making a life for yourself that's worth staying clean for yeah. And, you know, a, we're making a life for yourself that's worth living and enjoying and stuff like that is something yeah. that, I don't know, as a sponsor, I don't really work on addressing, you know. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I've always said, because I've had people, like, I'll tell people what I do and, and I really, I'm very proud of the work that is happening here that I get to be a part of. And I'll talk about that and people will say like, oh, well, have you ever thought about coaching people in recovery outside of that? And no. I mean, I guess I've thought about it in so much that I have decided no, because I would I I like being a part of a collaborative team effort. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think here and maybe you can speak to this, too, since you're newer in recovery, yeah. you're just outside of the program. Like part of it is having a supportive team of people working with you, like having just one of those pieces. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all the all all the coaches that we get here or leaders or life mm-hmm. co- whatever they're called you know i think it fits a little aspect of each like each part of our life that we kind of need yeah it's like we have spiritual direction like that's you know it helps us almost get a relationship with a god of our understanding like mm-hmm. um my sponsor like that's a place where i could tell him anything and get some help and wisdom and knowledge about my recovery and how to go forth about certain situations. Like my life coach was more so of working on myself without Mm -hmm. the recovery aspect to it. And that's really what it is. You know, I think what one thing I picked up in life coaching is, and like you told me this, and it's like the most profound thing I ever, like thing I've like ever heard, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's like, what do you want your life to look like outside of recovery? 
mm-hmm. like paint your life the way that you want it, you know, want it to be. And I'm like, like my mind is just blown up because like I never really thought about it like that. Like, I guess like for the four months, it's like been pounded in my head. Like you need to stay sober. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's just like, mm-hmm. there's more to life than yeah. just sobriety too yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's like number one. But then there's all these other like things that yeah. you, you get to do now because like that's taken care of. So now wh- how do we have fun? Yeah, that sure. doesn't stop existing just because you're. If you spend your whole life like still being ruled by the fear of relapse or the fear or, the, or like the just the all you ever think about is how important it is to stay sober. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it isn't, but in a way you're, you're still letting addiction rule your life. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't be scared, you know, to go experience new things. No, no. definitely not. I mean, what the, I mean, if life, if life today was like miserable for me, then I'd rather still be drinking, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, say that to me all the time. Me or him? Doug does. Oh, yeah. That's because I say it to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Okay. I think I'm that's an kidding. original thought of mine. Probably. Okay. I mean, relatively. I just like I'm sure my sponsor said that to me. Sometimes. But like, you know. Every once in a while, I just like to take credit for something that I haven't done. All things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I just, you know, being miserable is, it sucks. It's not worth it. No. Well, and that's one thing. Like, we talk a lot here. Like, I think all of the coaches and, and all of the guys that I work with and even the guys that I don't, like, we're always talking about like, you worked so hard to get where you are. Like getting sober is not an easy feat. It's no. not It's not one thing. It's not just as simple as not picking up a drink anymore no. or drug or whatever. There's so much that goes into it. And if you did all of that work and you're still miserable, what was the point? Yeah. You know? And that's, I think that's one of the things like, as a person who never really thought about working in recovery before and now have for almost four years, one of the things I love about this program is that they don't treat it like it's one thing. Mm -hmm. There's all these different, like to your point, there's life coaches, there's recovery people like sponsors and there's spiritual direction and therapists. You know, it's every single one of us have a lane. We have a part to play. Mm -hmm. And I don't really spend any time talking about steps or no sobriety specifically talk. sobriety well not none you said none the other day you said i don't talk about sobriety so like I let's don't talk about move only past sobriety. it that's not what i said yes you did oh he's putting words in my mouth nope. now what did you say <laughs> he's claiming allegedly uh-huh. that i said i don't talk about sobriety right. so let's yeah, yeah, move yeah. on uh-huh something along not maybe not let's move on but she said, I don't, I don't talk about sobriety. I talk about like real life. That's good though. Yeah. And yeah. I need to hear that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. See, it sounds so much takes, harsher now hearing yeah. it not coming out of my mouth, I guess. <laughs> I can picture you saying that. Yeah. You're probably right. But it's also, it's like, you know, I have to remember it's like, like, yeah. Oh um, my, you know, sure. It'd be nice to just, you know, Try to do some cocaine every once in a while or, you know, or 
you know, take some acid or something. There's a but sound like, bite. But like if it ever, but like if there's even the slightest chance that that ever brings me back, which there is, like if there's like, if there's a, a way of that bringing me back to the like pain I was in two, you know, two and a half years ago, um, what am I, what joy am I even beginning? What am I racing to get back to when it comes to that? You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I have these thoughts still in recovery. Like alcohol is my drug of choice. Um, that being said, you know, I had a fondness for anything and everything. Um, but I have these thoughts where it's like, you know, I could just start smoking weed again, or I could just, you know, I want to take some mushrooms or something like that. But it's like, what, you know, what part of my brain is that, that like wants me to like go back and experience that? Because it's like, I like, God, I just like, I, I, I have the, you know, I've had moments where I thought about picking up again mm-hmm. and like, it just, it just scares me so much. You know, yeah. we don't want to talk about it. like, I guess I literally just kind of said, you don't want to be scared of, of it or whatever, but like, I would say the, like, you don't want to be constantly scared of it. Right. But when it comes up and the reality of that kind of thing. So like, there's a part of your brain and I wouldn't say that it wants you to pick back up necessarily, but there is a I part of your brain. I think there's a part of your brain that does. Maybe. You know what I mean? I think there's like yeah. a primal thing in your brain that just... Well, it just, just want to feel good. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's not even true. that. I think it literally, like, I think I drank alcoholically for so long that there's just, like, a piece in my brain that's just, like, whatever kind of manipulations or tricks we got to play in on Doug's brain to get him back to imbibing alcohol again, like, well, it's, we just need to do it. Okay. You know, sure. I don't know if it's true or not. That's just. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, either because you know. we don't. I mean, we only understand like ten percent. We of know how the so brain little works. about it. Yeah. From what we know now, the system in your brain that is most likely active, based on my understanding, mm-hmm. is like it worked. Right. Brains like using things that work. Yeah. And so, if that worked, if you're in a stressful situation now, or if you're, you know. Brains want to feel good. There's a whole section of your brain designed for reward. Mm-hmm. And if it felt like that was a reward, which at one time it was, right, that's still there as an option. So it still comes up. Like I always, I always like compare it to, uh, um, <laughs> I always compare it to a drop down menu. Uh huh. Like there's a drop down menu of things that have worked for you, yeah, ever in your life, and it's constantly being expanded, but the option in there that is drinking or drugs or whatever it's always in there your brain will always and forever know that that worked so sometimes that option is gonna show up like you're gonna scroll past that Mm -hmm. whether or not you click on it and choose that option is different yeah but i think sometimes people and i've had multiple conversations recently about not only recovery, but also like just in other parts of life, like self-harm, this comes up, that kind of thing, where people are like, well, I thought one day that would disappear. Right. Never disappear. It doesn't. It's mm-hmm. always, your brain's always going to see it as an option yeah. because it it was. Mm-hmm. And you don't, like, you can release yourself from the pressure of having that go away. Because it's, it's like, never going to go away. Right. It's like I mean, hoping that it'll disappear is, it's like hoping trauma will disappear. When it's like you think you forget about things, but like something will like trigger that thought again. Mm-hmm. Like sure. just even taking an yeah. action to do something will trigger it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I had that happen recently where I was like, um, I was, (laughs) so I was, I was filming something for my, my job and, um, but I had to film was like somebody like pouring some like vodka into a glass. Um, and I was, so I was at my parents' house and I was pouring water into, uh, I was pouring water into this glass and I had this thought of like, you know what? That doesn't look enough like vodka. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I grabbed my parents' vodka and then poured some in, in, into it. You know what I mean? Did it really look different? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think it did. I, I really think it kind of did because okay. I was shooting it at like 120 frames per second. So like, okay. I think there is a subtle difference that maybe only sure. I could see. Maybe like I think, like I think water I had like more curious. bubbles in it. I think maybe, oh, but maybe. It, it, but obviously no, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Okay. It's a clear liquid. I was just checking. yeah, like so. But that was really, a genuine curiosity question. Like, did it? Right. <laughs> Not enough for me to warrant doing something sure. that stupid. Sure. Two years sober. And yeah. being like, yeah, I can just pour some vodka into a glass. Right. I didn't honestly think about picking up and drinking it. Right. But it was weird that, like, it's weird that it was this, the, it kind of a reminder that it's like this far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? All I got to right do there. is just pick it up. And I, you know, when I smelled it a little bit. Yeah. I was about to I, say yeah, the smell you know, probably hit and, your nose. And, and I'm like, oh man, I just, I just can't believe like how much I love that. Well, in your your brain, like it was real it just smart. Took me right back. It was real clever. Yeah. So about this, like, oh, it doesn't when look I was, the same. Yeah. Remember when I was talking about? There's that part of my brain that tricks yeah. me into like getting back to that. That's okay. a prime example. That's that actually what I was talking sense. about. Yeah. Was that specific instance it. where it seems like, oh, you know, it it, it played a trick on me because it yeah. played on my it preyed on my artistic insecurities. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to get me to do huh. that. I wonder. So I often wonder, like, I if like we... I like the phrase that alcohol likes to get you alone in a room and kill you. Yeah, you know, that I've makes a lot. That. That the way my brain works, that resonates with me a lot. I don't think everybody's alcoholism or addiction manifests in that way. Yeah, but for me, it certainly does because that's where I always end up is in just okay. pitch black. I it's interesting wanting to die. Like <laughs> now that you're saying that, so I kind of like didn't really resonate with how you were saying it before but as soon as you tell that little yeah well no it's because in my head i'm thinking like that's not how the brain works right but when you say that like that story immediately made me think of the way that depression works on my brain Mm. and i'm like oh shoot it really does work like that yeah (laughs) and i wonder if we'll ever i don't know if that's the most scientific like you know i don't know if that's the evidence-based way that to explain what's actually happening you know what i mean but like for me for my lived experience like that is what it feels like you know but i mean even saying that like to me because i did study like how the brain functions but then again we don't know all of how it functions. No. no. Like, and I wonder if there will be a day in the future where we will be able to kind of quantify that feeling that you just mentioned mm-hmm. and that they will discover that there is a mechanism in the brain that does attempt to actually, and like want you to do things. Because I think it like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause it's I'm, just like, your brain's just an animal. Yeah, it knows like a the, the 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 crutch I had. It's it's the biggest, most sustained crutch 
I've ever had in my entire life. You know, yeah. half of my life. Well, yeah. more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Hmm. You know. I've used, I've, substance abuse has been a crutch for half, for half my life. So, yeah. Wow. An everyday crutch. So, there's, it makes sense that there's a part of my brain that just, let's get back to normal. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. that was normal for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you ever heard of that, like, you know, what we've talked about this before, mm. but it's like you stop using drugs and then you go back to the same age that you started using drugs. Right. So your yeah. brain can develop, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, let's think about this. You started when? 14, 15. So yeah. you're, like, 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And it, and it, it kind of tracks, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It's so interesting. It, whatever, you're 13 or whatever you said, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I started using that <laughs> 17, so I, I technically might be a little older than you. That's, yeah, probably. My younger that. brothers are. My younger brother's married and... That's crazy. You know, and live somewhere. <laughs> it is Friday today. What? Yeah. In non-podcast land. Right. This drops on Thursday, but we are recording on a Friday, so... Right. Just so happened. We're a little bit more eloquent than we usually are on Friday recordings, though. Yeah, but we haven't. We're also not. We've not had to knock out a lot lately. Well, yeah, so. that's true. We're fresh. Fresh. It's so funny how often, like, I learn about myself from, like, talking specifically on the podcast a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, not to get vulnerable again. Mm. <laughs> um, but... When you're talking about like, I shoot, I lost it. The train of thought. It's gone. talking about what that story. Oh, oh, oh! The coping mechanisms that worked for a really long time. That's what it was. So for me, I've been talking with my therapist a lot lately about dissociating. Mm -hmm. So dissociating is my coping mechanism that I've used like throughout trauma when I was younger, and then like. It just, it's such a habit for me that it sure. happens almost without knowing that it's happening. So I'll like check out for people mm. who don't know what dissociating is. It's like when you're, you're wandering brain kind of, I guess is how I would describe it. So I just. Your body is here, but your mind is elsewhere. Yes. What was the accent? I don't know. It just oh, okay. sounds like sounds something, like the sounds Pink like Panther. something that that accent would say. Yeah. It okay. was spot on. That's why I thought it was a reference to something. It probably kind of is. Maybe. That was voiceovers love it right. um but yeah i mean like i'm not here i leave somewhere else uh-huh well you know i mean addiction is kind of is a form of dissociation right like I mean? the escapism of it all isn't that kind of the thing yeah you know like yeah. we, we just don't like we don't want to feel how we're feeling yeah we yeah. just want to be in like our own little world yeah yeah that's why isolation comes about when you're drinking yeah. like i know it did yeah. for me because i didn't want to just wanted to be in my own little world do my own little thing you're very connected now what do you what do you mean like so i never know people when they're like when they first come into the program yeah. i like don't really know the guys very well so it's always interesting to me when people talk about like what they were like either in early recovery or like before a, they I got here. I was a wreck in early, early recovery. I mean, I still am in early recovery. I just but didn't know you. That's kind of I was, a, I was emotional. Word, I whined a lot. Complained about everything. If it wasn't my way, it was the highway. 
That's so interesting. Yeah. Because you are very, like, coachable. I think I... Not... uh, How do I put this without, like... Do you agree? Arrogant. (laughs) I don't know. I I guess, like, I've had a coach my whole life, basically. Oh, yeah, sports. Yeah. The sports ball. But I will say, like, my parents used to be, like, the biggest critics on me. So, like, I couldn't take criticism very well. Mm. And that's, like, something I really worked on here was being able to take criticism. And I don't like the answer no. I like I hate when people tell me no. And Same. that's something I had mm. to work on too because I'm spoiled rotten. Mm. I think you became very coachable. Yeah. Yeah. It was a problem. And it, it did, I, honestly, it didn't take that much. No. You know? Well, I think it was easy for me to open up to you because like, we kind of already had a relationship before mm. I came in here. Right. And then I've already talked to you, so <laughs> it was nothing. We just we were, we were off and running right off the right. rip. I mean, it was the same thing with Brian, too, actually. Yeah. Like, he talked about it today because he did, like, a little ceremony for people moving out to Iron House. Aww. And he was like, I remember you came in. You were just, like, honest, like, right off the get-go. And I'm like, what prompted me to do that? What do you think it was? I was desperate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, really what done. it is. Same. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was looking for a change, and I was like, the one way to do that is to be honest. Yeah. Because if yeah. I'm not honest with myself, how can I be honest with other people? Well, it's doing something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, every other time I've tried to get sober, I still held on to this, like, dishonesty towards mm-hmm. myself yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, lying to myself that there's still some sort of, I can still, like, hold this house of cards together. Exactly. You know what I mean? When I came through the doors here, I was just like, look, I hate myself, but I think I'm better than everybody, okay? Yeah. Like, tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought thought it was. Like, I thought I was doing great for a 21, 22-year-old kid. Sure. But, like, in reality, like, I lived with the dope boy, like, <laughs> hanging around with the wrong group of people. Like, I came up in here on a Greyhound with no ID. Like, I was a mess, and I just didn't want to see it. You still came up here, though. I mean, that's still a thing that yeah. kind of confuses me. Yeah. Not confuses me, but surprises me about you. It's weird. You know, like I never thought I'd be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. How did you end up? I guess I never even. Yeah. How, <laughs> it how did matter. you end up? How did you here? end up at Pine Rest though? Because you said they heard about guiding light at Pine Rest, so you didn't come here. No, I didn't for come guiding here for light. Guiding light. Right. No, yeah. That's neither there. Why are you here? Is the question <laughs> we're asking. All right. So like right before I moved from Nashville, I had an incident where we I got robbed at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Gun was Ooh. pointed at my head. And like that's that kind of scared me straight. Like you know that show Beyond Scared yeah. Straight. Yeah. Where, yeah. And oh. That, that's oh what, yeah. Millennials. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Gen Z. Um, <laughs> So, like, I have a friend that lives up here, and he's like, dude, like, just move up here. Like, we'll get a place. Like, you can start working. Like, kind of start over. And I was just, like, on the – I was always on the fence about it. Then I was like, you know what? Like, let me do this. Sure. Yeah. So, I hopped on a Greyhound, and I moved up here. And then, like, I was up here not even three hours before I found the dope man, got some Coke, started drinking. And, like, my life was just spiraling out of control. Yeah. So like we, me and him went to Pine Rest to get therapists. Both of you. Yeah, we went to go get therapists Man. to deal with. Wait, your friend or your dealer? My friend. Oh, okay. So we went, and like I was telling them about my drug problem, and they're like, "Well, you're you sound like a very good candidate for the residential program that we have." And I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, like rehab?" Yeah. He was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "You were receptive to it." <laughs> 
dude, I don't I don't know what came over top of me. I was like, yeah, that actually would be a good idea. Wow. Interesting. And I called my dad that night and I was like, hey, like, I think I'm going into rehab. So I, like, this will probably be good for me. Right. And he was like, what? You're doing what? Yeah. And that's when the truth came out and I, like the line stopped right there. Yeah. Wow. And I was in there like, what? what? a switch. Yeah. A couple days later. Cool. It was. I think it was because I think I was ready to be done. Yeah. And that's why you know I think I kind of knew in the back of my head. I just didn't come to terms with it. But talking with somebody else, like there's something therapeutic in just talking to somebody else about sure. the problems that you have. Yeah. So. Well, it's like hearing it. So for me, I process verbally. Mm-hmm. So I have to hear things coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I can't just think through them, and I can't write through them either. It's really weird. That makes sense, though. Which is probably why I don't remember half the things that I say. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that didn't sound good. Scrap it. <laughs> but you like still I, remember. <laughs> yeah, it was a very <laughs> crucial. T- like it was crucial. It was a crucial yeah, moment. Yeah, you have to hear it. Yeah. Oh, I hear. Cool. Mo- I, never mind. What? <laughs> no. I was going to say, I hear everything that comes out of Debbie's mouth. Mm. That's not true. (laughs) I don't know. It might be. It's not true for me. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. We talk a lot, though. I know. I know. Not as much as we used to. Well, not outside of, like, the podcast and stuff. Right. Like we don't have as many sessions as we used to, right. like actual yeah, yeah, coaching yeah. sessions. Yeah. But we still talk a lot. I know. It's weird because I'm not somebody who's good at well, I don't know. I mean like I've just never considered to be my to be somebody who's good at carrying conversations or something like that. You've said that on many occasions yeah. when we've been talking and yeah. I, it still baffles me. Well, I think I'm very selective with the and I'm not even consciously selective, but there's just yeah. some people who you talk to here just keep it just works easy. You know what I mean? Um, I just and then like, I really like the feeling when that happens. Yeah. Most people like this is probably my fault more than anything, but most people I just can't. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, is it that you can or that you just don't? If you're not getting value out of the conversation, you're not going to keep having it. That's not a skill I have. I think yeah. you just I think it's not can I think you just don't. Which is fine. I think that's okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it, it's <laughs> I, I, like I don't so, I don't know if it's one thing or the other, you know. It's just Maybe it's both. Yeah. I it's always interesting to me like so my partner Josh is very he doesn't talk a lot. He says very few words. That is not my life. <laughs> I say a lot of words all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like when we're in situations where like he's having a conversation with somebody like, you know, whatever. If I'm there when he's having a conversation with someone, I feel like sometimes he has so much more value in what he says. And I just have quantity. Right. Like I say so much more stuff. And yeah, there's good stuff in it, but it takes me so many more words to say. And he just checks out. No, like, no, he's in it. He listens very well. But when he's talking, it's like everything is hitting home. Yeah. In a way that everything I say doesn't because I just talk more. Yeah. And sometimes I envy that ability to, like, really edit yourself. Mm-hmm. 
not edit in like a masking yeah, way, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, just say valuable stuff yeah. and not feel like you have to, like I eat slowly because I just can't shut up. Mm-hmm. I eat really fast. Yeah. Have you ever had lunch with her? <laughs> no. The, like, it'd be like, I think we were in there for probably about 45 minutes mm -hmm. one Friday eating a burger. Sure. And she didn't even eat half nope. the burger. It I was like three bites. It. Yep. She was like, I'm done now. I'm like. Well, yeah, because I, I always get to a point where I'm like, I I don't, like, it feels weird to continue sitting here and trying to eat. Yeah. So I'll just say I'm right. done. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's like I've talked so much I couldn't eat, so I'm just done. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that is that an eating disorder thing, though? Partially, yes. Yeah. It, it is a little bit of that habit because yeah. I can't eat by myself either. Okay. Like eating is alone is hard for me. I think. Like it's hard for you to make yourself eat alone? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the things, Josh and I talk about this all the time. One of the things that helped a lot because I was, I was in like recovery, I guess. I had restored my like lost weight mm -hmm. when we started dating. Um, but I was still really struggling with it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that helps a lot is that he loves food. Sure. Like he's kind of like too. a foodie a little bit. Like we love trying new food and he just made it so fun that for he the first like time. He looks like a craft burger kind of guy. hundred percent. Oh, okay. He's really? going to listen to this episode and be like, yeah, he gets me. I don't even, I've never met him in person. He's probably going to think I'm really weird. <laughs> no, he likes you. He's oh. listening to the podcast. Okay. Well, he thanks. thinks you're funny. That's cool. You guys have very similar energy. <laughs> I think that's why we get along so well. It is such a trip that this is these are your. Oh, he likes you. Oh, he does. We've never seen each other in person before. Yeah. And then I'm also imagining right now him listening to this physically right now. He's not listening to it physically right now. You don't have to worry. As I'm saying it right now, well, though, he is. Yeah. As I'm true. saying these words right now, if he's if these are going in his ear, <laughs> he is. He's listening to it right now in his truck. Not now in it. this physical yeah, dimension I, I of time and space that I'm in right now, but somewhere. <laughs> this is why it's so weird. Do you get it? Yeah. All right. It's so funny. It's very strange. He's times probably gonna be like, in. "Why are you talking about me on the podcast so much?" Because I do talk about him a lot. But no, he he made food fun for the first time in my life. <laughs> right. Forgot Back what to what we were about. talking about. <laughs> yeah. He did. Like he made it fun, and so now, like in some ways, it made things easier. Like yesterday, I ate lunch by myself. Okay. Without any trouble. Sweetheart, <laughs> sweetheart okay. rose. I had two hot dogs yesterday. No, I That's didn't. I. Ate. I bought some ramen but like the bigger one like the bigger fancier not yakisoba it was a different version but mm -hmm. yeah i ate ramen okay. with like why were you embarrassed by that well because you know it's really bad for you that's it it's got it has a, a lot of sodium. of sodium so much sodium even worse is so, sodium good for you it's fantastic you know, it's good if you're always dehydrated it's good for which your soul yeah me too it makes me happy it makes your belly warm mm. yeah <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. But yeah. Is sodium bad for your heart? Is that why? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Which I guess like I'm probably a little bit sick because isn't it like heart disease is a lot higher in men, right? Than women? Black men. Yes. Yeah. They they have the highest rates of heart disease. Yeah. I'm screwed. Well, like I, already I already have high blood. I had high why blood pressure you, at 15. Why are you eating so much fat? 
We're not having this, con- we're not having this conversation right now. I literally watched him eat an entire bowl of mayonnaise yesterday. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was not an entire bowl. Yeah, but you just had mayonnaise with no... No, no there was no, meat in no. there. Oh, that's it a- was pulled pork, bacon bits, <laughs> cheese, and mayonnaise. That was, it was good. In a bowl. Dude, I, I hear you. You, no. you think it's, it sounds pretty oh, good, doesn't oh, it? Oh, I'm sure I'd love it. Exactly. That's a little thing. Look, it's so, like I got one of the big spoons from Alan. I still can't believe it, though. I've, I've, and I put it I put it in the bowl, and she goes, what? What are you doing? I was absolutely She's disgusted. She's like, it, it sounds like we need another concession right now. I did. And I, I was did. like, dude. That mayonnaise? I love mayonnaise. I, I, although I will say yeah. this, I like Miracle Whip more. Ugh. Nah, man. I'm sorry. I get it. Out. I can understand. So I can understand why people Duke's don't Mayo like that, but hits What's different. Duke's Mayo. That's that good I've never mayo. Had it. <laughs> like Hellman's? No, Hellman's oh. is trash. Duke's Mayo. Well, you ate a lot of it yesterday. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't be that bad. When I go buy groceries this weekend, I'm getting a big old tub. Where do you Duke's get Duke's Mayo? mayo? What's different about it? Just taste. There aren't Kroger's around here. Yeah, there are. Walmart. Really? Mm-hmm. Where? They're harder to find, but they. I Where's think the nearest Kroger? To I me? couldn't tell you where the nearest Kroger is because I do not like Kroger, <laughs> but I know West they Michigan? have them. I think so. No. I might be. They're wrong only about in this. east. No, they're only on the east side of the state. Well, in the middle. Or in the middle. We have one back home. Well, yeah. I just go to Walmart. I know they have yeah, it at Walmart. You can go to Walmart, but you can get it at Walmart. Duke's Mayo. That explains a lot. <laughs> what? What does it explain? Is this a socioeconomic comment? Yes. It's partially that and partially just that Walmart is trashier than Meyer, I think. So you're calling me trashy. Generally speaking. You Duke's, ate a bowl of Duke mayo sounds yesterday. Like it's some sort of There's nothing wrong with that. Well, that's not true. All right. It, <laughs> when I was on keto, right? Mayo's Another poll. <laughs> mayo's act like mayo has high in fat. So like yeah. it has yeah. no carbs in it. Yeah. And it just adds flavor. No, like mean, you can't go wrong, wrong adding what mayo. Flavor. Just Fat? I don't. I don't. It does know. taste good. Man. I feel like I mean, this is worked, a really controversial section. But it's today. it's worked for Mayo. me though. Sure. <laughs> I just worry about your heart is all. Because isn't fat like you're not supposed to eat bacon if you've had a bypass? So like. I don't. I don't. I mean, any pork for you is not good for you. I mean, I've had a heart attack. Oh, that's right. You've had a heart attack? <laughs> yeah, twenty one. <laughs> It was cocaine involved, though. No, right? no, it wasn't. Use, I used cocaine after that. Yeah, but yeah, but you were using it at the time, like not. No, not. I know you weren't high on it oh, when it happened. God. No, I didn't start using cocaine until. Oh, after really? My you heart see, attack. you'd never had cocaine before. Never. before your heart attack. Never. Oh my god. Okay. Why did you eat a bowl of mayo yesterday? Because <laughs> it tastes good. Yeah. All right. There's. <laughs> just can't it's okay my grandpa had had like a bunch of heart attacks and he'd had like three bypass surgeries of like varying amounts of them so i'm very familiar with the heart disease diet and that's not on it what mayo you can't eat a bowl of pulled pork bacon bits cheese and mayo this is america that is true whatever yeah exactly free freedom oh god home of the eagle cut all of this home of the eagle (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the giant inflated eagle, inflatable eagle on yeah. 28th Street? Yeah. Oh, no. In front of the dealership. I yeah, saw it. In front of the user. Yeah. I saw there's another giant inflatable ego, eagle. 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 It's yeah. a Freudian slip right there. Yeah. Um, in uh, Muskegon. 
in front oh. of uh no there's one here where the uh where Circuit City used to be, if anybody knows where that is. Skeet. I am not familiar with Muskegon, so I don't know. Um, no, it's like its head is an eagle, and then its whole body is still shaped like an eagle, but it's an American flag. Yeah, I saw the I exact same thing. Really want I bet you they bought it from them. There has to only no, be No, it was one, a promotion. Right? So they had it up in their parking lot. Well, yeah, but I bet this other business bought it from them. There can't be more than one of those. Uh, they weren't selling the eagle, though. <laughs> no, but businesses sell to each other all the time when they're done using their stuff. Right. I don't know. I, I bet there's more than one. Really? I don't think there can be. I think this is the There has one. to be. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> Land Actually, of the free, home of the out. eagle. <laughs> <laughs> that might check out. Um, I just want it for my front yard so bad. Don't do that. Just absurd. I just want to steal it. That's so gaudy. I don't really have kleptomania tendencies very often, but stealing that eagle and also stealing well, one not, of those That's not like a petty theft guys. type of thing. No, though. I'm that's sure like a it's heist. a felony. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but like, so it's not really a klepto thing. I picture it as like you just like taking candy bars or stuff well, like that, you know? No, I don't do that anymore. Okay, but <laughs> the, the, the eagle thing, that'd be cool because it's like an Ocean's Eleven type heist. Yeah, like a bank robbery because like it's to, huge. Yeah, you'd have to like go through a lot of planning to do that. So that would be fun. I really want to. Yeah. We'll have to plan that not on the podcast so nobody knows about it. Well, but if it does well, come up now, missing, I so probably they, have Yeah, it. they know now. I also really want to steal one of those floppy car dealership guys. You can buy those online. Yeah. That's not nearly as fun as taking it. I mean, yeah. The point isn't to have it. The point is that I took it from someone else. I don't know. If I'm going to take the squiggly dude, like, I guess I'd probably take a car too as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely a felony. I'm... I'm pretty sure they would be mad if you took the, the yeah, but wavy it's probably dude. not worth so much that it would be a felony because it's the dollar amount that you steal that matters. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I know how you know. Yeah, you probably do. Oh boy. I mean, not specifically, but oh. Why would how do I, you know think I know specifically? I don't know. Because you probably looked up, like, you know, what are the odds <laughs> of me getting caught with this, and, oh. and then what are my charges? No, be? actually, I knew before then. She probably saw it on TikTok. You did get caught. No, I I knew before then. I used to have to run iChats at my last job. I iChat is the criminal report I chat? for people. No, it's the letter I. Okay. iChat background search. Yeah. Okay. I used to run those when I worked okay. at an unnamed place that I used to work at. And it tells you what the dollar amount was and what the level of... Okay, I got you. <laughs> what, what did you think I was saying? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know either. I am distracted by things. Also, when I used sorry. to work at Macy's, there was a woman who was stealing for a long time, and they waited until she'd stolen enough for it to be a felony. That's what Megan It's like 2000 yeah. for a felony, isn't it? Yeah, but it was shoes. Oh. So it took quite a few. Because she used to like that take sucks. them out of the box in the stock room and hide them in her purse. And then leave. She's awful. That's Sometimes she would put, like, she would return them. So, like, she would have one of her family members come in and, like, steal a box. Mm -hmm. And then she would bring them back in that box. So she would return them wow. to the store. See, like, I used to just go to really Walmart and just change my shoes out and walk out with <gasps> a new pair of shoes. Target. That's the smartest mm -hmm. thing to do. He, that's how he got all his converse. Yeah. He tells that story all the <laughs> that time. That is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> he would walk in with old converse yeah. with holes in them, and he would walk out with brand new converse. Huh. 
Like, Can't yeah, the Birkenstocks. DNA on the old shoes? Yeah, but I don't think Target cared that they much just in throw the them early away. 2000s. Yeah. I mean, they they account for shrinkage. Yeah. <laughs> shrinkage is how many things are stolen or broken. Right, or yeah, I got that, yeah. I just... The Seinfeld I, episode? No, okay. sorry. I'm not a Seinfeld no, person. No, all right, cool. <laughs> Do you want to wrap it up now? Um... You're moving tomorrow, right? Moving tomorrow. So, what is that? Including 30 days of pine rest. It's been, what, seven months? Seven months of inpatient treatment? Six, seven months? Six months of inpatient treatment. Yeah. Half a year. Yeah. That is half a year. Yeah. I was in it. I was seven months for inpatient stuff. I will Um, say, like, my, my time here has been unconventional. I finished foundations early. Yeah. Went to achieve, had a job. So I've been here for less than five months. Yeah. Which is cool, but no, it's. And you're working here. Yeah. So I get to stay connected to the community, which yeah. is awesome. We'll have you on another time and talk about your job. That's fine. Yeah. And, that. and, and mayonnaise. Yeah. And mayonnaise. And mayonnaise for sure. <laughs> I yeah. have to try this Duke's Mayo because now I have to know. How do you how do you how do you feel about it, man? Moving now, yeah, it feels weird to even say it. Honestly, I, I know. And like when I think about it, and like thinking about my room, I'm like, how do I want this to set up? And it's sure. like, you know, you like you remember going to school and being like, oh, I'm gonna wear this outfit. And like this is how it's gonna yeah, look yeah, on yeah. me. Yeah, and then you put it on, you're like. Shh. Damn it, I can't. Yeah. I gotta wear something else now because it doesn't look the way. I still do that. Yeah, this is the same with <laughs> me. Like, I yeah. think I'm gonna, like, this is gonna look so good and it never, end, like, turns out to be that. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a bad, it doesn't mean it turns out bad yeah. either, you know? Well, you know, and it's just, it just, it's like, when I guess, like, it, I'm almost in, like, disbelief and shock. Yeah. And, like, when I get out there and finally do it, like, yeah. I just got my key, it's on my keychain. So, like, now it feels real. So, yeah. Are you moving tonight? No, I'm moving tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hang out tonight. I think all the guys are. Well, I'm going to go out there and drop some clothes off, and I asked to do that. Tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it should be fun to go out there with Victor and a couple other folks. So. <coughs> Six guys though. moving out? Six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's a big group. I think that's one of the bigger groups they've had in a it's while. The biggest one since I've been here. Yeah. Moving I'm excited to do it with those group of men, too. Because we all kind of got close while we were here. Yeah, I know. That's such a cool thing. I always imagine, like, you know, I'll never, like, I I don't think I'll ever go back to being as much fun, like, as being in rehab was two years ago. Oh, no. You know? Like, even, and I even say that as somebody who, like, okay, what if I relapse and then I have to go to rehab again? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But just, like, if that happened, it still wouldn't be as fun because I kind of know what to do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know too much. I, I know too much. Yeah. It would be, it would probably be a lot more miserable. For sure. Like, because, like, because when I was, when I was here, I just literally, I just had no idea what was going on. Literally. Like you said in the beginning, like, it was the first time I was ever able to be honest where I was just like, you know what? I've got, I got nothing left to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll just yeah. make the best of it. And then you're in here, you know, you're in a you're in a treatment place with a bunch of other guys who are in the exact same spot. And, you know, because of the nature of what guiding light is like, there's no incentive to keep people here because they're paying for it. Yeah. So everybody here is as serious as you are. Exactly. And it's, it was just, 
uh seriously like i would i would don't want to do it again but it was one of the most fun it is i've ever had like you know? the amount of belly laughs I've yeah had I just know, being dude. here I like the some of the topics of conversation that come up here is like i would never talk about this ever yeah <laughs> and you talk about it yeah and then we've ran with it for months now like yeah. It's yeah. things like that where it's like, you know, it really sticks with you. Like yeah. waking up and being able to joke with somebody right off the rip. Like yeah. not going to get that now. Like I guess I can look at myself in the mirror and say a joke, but like yeah. it probably won't be as funny as yeah. saying it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing somebody in the mirror just being like knock, knock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I think it's a lot of humility too in it being roommates with a bunch of other men I know, yeah. and different personalities. Like it is uh, definitely time. I will say that. Yeah. yeah. I've had the same roommates for the last four months now. Yeah. It's a unique experience being here. Oh, for sure. Nowhere else in the world or in your life are you really like given the space and not only like given the space, but also like required mm -hmm. to really focus on yourself exactly like that doesn't happen no well and you know like i said today earlier i was like the, here at glr like you only get so much out of this program as much as you put into it yeah like if you're not willing to kind of try things that you're not used to doing kind of just being vulnerable being uncomfortable like where's the growth gonna happen because yeah. if you're doing what the same thing you did before like nothing's gonna change right and like we've seen that in people so it's just like show up and be different than you used to be like yeah and people a, will point it out to you oh, like for sure. even i'm not in the program people constantly call me out for stuff oh yeah <laughs> like it happens a lot mostly daniel oh okay <laughs> brother and sister <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like who's oh brian will get me every once in a while who's got the guts to do that Oh, plenty of people. You'd be surprised. I know the people in the program, though. Um, I was a very much keep your head down type of guy when I was here, though. I could see that. You know? I mean, they do keep me on my toes. They may not necessarily, like, call me <coughs> out in the same way that Daniel does. Right. <laughs> but there are times where, like, somebody will say something to me and I'm like, oh, okay. And I have to think about that. Yeah. Take it in, process it, live with it. Well, I think, you know, it's something to be said, too. Like, literally every single staff member in here wants the best for you. It's yeah. not they're not trying to put you down, but they tell you the stuff that you don't want to hear, but it's the right. stuff that you need to hear. Right. Yeah. And, like, that's the cool thing about it. Like, there's definitely been days where I'm like, I didn't need to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. Right. But then you <laughs> right. sit back and think about right. it, and it's like, needed that. Yeah. 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 You get some time under your belt to kind of let that stuff marinate. Yeah for sure everything happens for a reason life on life's terms yeah are we just gonna have cliche corner now no this too <laughs> shall pass there you go there you go one day at a time there's so many the wisdom to know the difference yeah <laughs> i mean cliches are we've talked about this before doug and i have like cliches are cliches for a reason yeah like, i know one cliche you hate oh which one one day at a time I I don't hate it entirely. I can see its value in some situations. You don't know why I don't like it? No. Really? I feel like we've talked about this before. I'm sure we have, but I don't remember. Like, oh. I don't know. What's like isn't that like 
I mean, God, that's like the bedrock of my sanity. (laughs) (laughs) So I think some people take it too far is the problem. No doubt. That's my problem. Yeah, sure. I think to just say one day at a time and to not acknowledge that like you do also want to look ahead and and give yourself space to like plan and dream and enjoy the future. I like I like it's okay to plan. Just don't plan the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like that better than one day. I like it too. I like it better too. I think one day at a time. One of those is slogans is water. is on my cork board next to my bed. Oh. And it's not one day at a time. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. All sorts of slogans and talismans you know, up there. Affirmations are important. Yeah, I do have to write I do have all sorts of corny little like, you know, affirmations to myself. Yeah. Because I think that is good. something good for your brain. I'm glad you're still doing that. Um <laughs> When was I not do? When when did I not do that? I don't know. Or when did I? I know there was a while where you were doing it like very intentionally, having affirmations for yourself. Oh. I don't know that you weren't doing it before, but it became a really intentional practice. I don't know if it's very intentional now. Do you remember anything about the last two years? <laughs> no, I do have like seriously though. I do have. I mean, there's some wires that are just fried or something like oh, that because gotcha. I really don't remember. Um, I don't have a, I can remember like specific moments, uh-huh. you know, and I remember a lot of them, but I can't really put those into like a, a narrative or an order. Oh. Not really. You know what I mean? Like I kind of can, obviously, if you ask me to write down what has happened to me the past two years, I can write a pretty relatively accurate chronological order. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, if you put me on the spot, I'm like... I don't remember anything. It's also four o'clock on a Friday. So yeah. when's the last time you really sat down and acknowledged how far you've come? It's I don't know. It's been I, I don't know. Like I think intentionally, probably uh-huh. it's probably been a long time. But I think I do it pretty regularly. Okay. I think there's times when um a big part of my spiritual practice is thanking, you know, the universe for where I'm at. And a lot of times that's just an autopilot thing for me. Yeah. Um, because I'm superstitious or whatever. But like, um, there are moments when I sit down and I'm just like, wow, like, I have my own apartment. I'm yeah. on a, I have an, I have a job that actually like, I feel pretty okay about. You know, I'd like, I, um, I feel like I'm a functioning adult in a mm-hmm. in a society. Mm-hmm. Um, that is insane to me yeah like that's the biggest thing i mean even more so than um even more so than the fact that i woke up this morning without the physical compulsion to drink like the fact that i'm like oh i have a car that i paid for and you know i I pay bills and you know i I have a tv i I have a flat screen tv that i mounted on the wall by myself yeah you know yeah (laughs) i have a rug that i bought yeah you know, I mean, this sounds like a lot of material things, but like the reality is that mm-hmm. I'm capable of kind of standing on my two feet for myself, you know, which is pretty amazing. It is amazing. Considering the past you don't, 10 years. You don't years. have to pull any punches on that. No. Like, well, just, I mean, the, the way I've lived my entire life is, it's quite a contrast to that. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of doing that right now. It's like, um, I have come a pretty long way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess. <sighs> Not to put you on the spot or use you as an example uh. at all, but like that is one thing the like I guess and kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to say something about like if you're going to have an affirmation. Mhm those like pulling punches a little bit and like i feel like i'm a functioning adult like you are a functioning adult what mm -hmm. is part of functioning like paying all of your bills and mm -hmm. you know like that's being a functioning mm -hmm. adult and really like taking a stand on that yeah is so important yeah. so if you're listening to this no. <laughs> i mean that's I, I think that's one thing that i don't do enough i don't ever want either. to i don't do enough of it it's also it's one of these things i'm very self-conscious about taking myself too seriously yeah um, I probably, I think I do take myself too seriously, but like yeah. I try, like I don't, like I think more than anything that I cringe out more is the thought of myself, the, anybody taking themselves too seriously. Like more mm -hmm. than anything else, that's the person I don't want to be. Yeah. Which you spot it, you got it type of thing, probably. Right? Like, I mean, you have <laughs> the to reason figure I'm so out, afraid like... of it is because I take myself too seriously, but like. Well, I think it's one of those things, like, if you are so worried about taking yourself too seriously, you have to figure out what that means to you. Right. Like, what does taking yourself too seriously? Is it thinking too highly of yourself? Is that what taking yourself too seriously is? Is mm -hmm. it putting it's too much faith in yourself? Like, I'm afraid of putting too much it? faith in myself because I, I will fail. Mm. Yeah. You will? No, I'm just afraid of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But even like you I, took I, a But <laughs> the part of my brain is what my brain says is that I will fail if I yeah. put too much faith in myself. It's just interesting that you take a stronger stand on that than you do of the things you've actually done. Sure. I know. I don't I'm mean a to sick make person. this. A, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to make this a coaching session, no, it's okay. but welcome. It's, it is interesting. This is insight into <laughs> coaching with me, I guess. Yeah. It's just like affirmations have to be strong statements because we're trying to tell our brain sure. something. So, I mean, I would say- I affirm myself a lot in private. Good. Okay. Yeah. You just don't want to do it here in front of no. everyone. That's fair. No, you definitely, don't have to. definitely not. I'm just saying one challenge I would have for you if this were a coaching session, hypothetically, right. is maybe to sit down and think about how far you've come and sure. put it in pretty strong terms. Anyway. I do actually do that, I think. Good. Yeah. It's an important practice. I mean, it is. Anybody who's on any sort of journey, like my therapist has been kind of all over me about it lately. Yeah, I bet. Because I'm not, I'm very good at telling other people to do it. I know. We've not talked about this before. I'm very good at doing it myself. And, and ironically, it's those, it's people like you who are, who seem to not practice what they preach. Every time. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's ruthless getting your own advice given back to you. Yeah. Doug did that to me recently. Did I? Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> I? what you said, but there we were talking about something one day and you kind of looked at me funny and I was like, what? And you just kind of were like, well, what would you say? And right. I was like, listen, yeah, I, do remember I don't want to have yeah, this yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did that. You said, I have a look. Yeah, well, I know he, he has, has a one look too. too. <laughs> I know he that. He used it even on me. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, you'll get there one day. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Oh man, anything else? Any other questions? <laughs> this is a f I know. Is this is a coaching session. <laughs> oh, I do say <laughs> yeah, that yeah, at the yeah. end. Anything else? Yeah, that's true. Anything, anything else, else you want to talk about? Listen, it's I have to say that for me cuz I cannot I stop a conversation. Yeah. I am so Midwestern. Know. We know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Y'all no, want to coach me now? No, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions? Questions? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for being here. Of course. This was yeah, great. Thanks, Jalen. Had we'll a good time. We'll definitely have you on again. I look forward to it. Okay. Remind cool. the people why we're here. Exactly. It's all you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. You didn't have to do that. Thank you that to all our listeners being here, too. I know. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.